1: Chumba Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. forward prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply, see website for details Hello this is Al Snow, you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Hi everyone and welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet My name's Ross McLeod and today I'm joined by a man who spent the actual Asking, what did everybody want? Asking, what did everybody need? A man who caused a Keensaw State University professor to ironically lose her head because an action figure of him came with a mannequin doll. He's a former WWF hardcore European tag team champion. It's Al Snow. Al, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, Ross. I really appreciate it. Not at all. So before we start, Al, uh, just where can people find you online? Well, they can
0: find me at the real Al Snow. Uh, yes, there were some imposters, and when I'd find them, I would message them and go, look, you're going to fake being a celebrity at a Meyer. so, but. Um, <laughs>
1: Real else, know on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, you can follow me uh, there. And all my goings on. Noise, and you can find us at Suplex Retweet on all good social media platforms, and also use that to find us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. We're going to start the interview off the way we start all our interviews here at Suplex Retweet. It's just, why are you passionate about pro wrestling, and where did that passion come from?
0: I have been a professional wrestler for 37 years and I consider myself blessed and lucky that I've gotten to do what I love to do for as long as I've gotten to do it. I am still directly involved in professional wrestling, uh, through OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, I wouldn't want to pursue this as a career
1: and uh, you have to be a bit mad in order to run away with the circus a professional yeah that's a good answer that. so the first time WWE fans got a look at you in sort of a high profile storyline was during your first run with the company uh, you were part of the New Rockers in 1996 how much pressure did you feel under being part of like, a reboot of one of the most popular teams of the 1980s uh,
0: The United States, and quite honestly, all around the world, um, in front of 15 to 20,000 fans in the building, and millions of people around the world, and all it takes is for you to make one mistake, and all of your hard work, and your sacrifice, and your entire career can be.
1: And uh, one of our team mates here, at YouTube, Derek, he's a massive uh, Rockers fan. Uh, he was wondering, what was it like to team him with Marta Gianetti?
0: Of the team, and I beg to differ. I quite honestly think that you know people should aspire to be the manager of, of the team. Uh, Marty was, was very talented, and was really the base, the backbone of that team that allowed you know Sean to shine. Sean was you know, a little was a little more charismatic, and certainly a little more astute at the uh, political game. Back
1: And obviously, a lot of the WWE characters and gimmicks of like 95, 96, uh, looking back, they haven't been remembered so fondly just because of the changing times with the likes of the NWO over in WCW. And it was, you know, the precursor for the attitude error. Do you think the team never went further, you and Giannetti, just for the simple fact it was changing times? So, once the New Yorkers came to an end, you returned to ECW under the name Al Snow. Uh, Can I just ask you, did you think when you were in ECW at the time, that this small Philly promotion would have such a lasting impression on the wrestling landscape? Yeah, and even even in the Scottish independence scene, you know, ICW has remnants of the old DCW, so it is yes, yes. it is something. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 inspiration is very far-reaching instead the wrestling. Okay. So it was at this time you began the sort of deranged mannequin head wielding gimmick that brought you notoriety. Where did the inspiration for this sort of psychotic character with the help me backwards on the forehead come from? they are sick and I'm not you actually answered my next question there uh, during your answer I was going to say is it true you found the original head near the ECW arena during a episode yeah on the, the, the very first styrofoam I head because I, had I was
0: just coming to the ring with a styrofoam head and then over the time I knew that I had to have an actual like ice-like face and uh, had these styrofoam heads that I was purchasing in my hometown town that had like a plan
1: we been together ever since <laughs> so of course we'd see you return to WWE once more this time keeping your ECW name and gimmick the actual was a wonderful thing yes. did you ever think something like a styrofoam head would just get such a reaction
0: point the finger at everyone else attitude, and um, that that gave me an outlet, um, because it wasn't the stuff that I did in the ring that really made, got me over, that connected with the audience. It was, it was all the stuff backstage, all the vignettes and uh, promos and things like that. That was what truly got me over, that uh, people loved and uh, connected with me, because they, they could feel it. It was really me.
1: It's a good outlet to have if you've got a styrofoam head. From, you know, you will not take that one anywhere. It's just a head. Just that Yeah. Uh, so you're of course synonymous yeah. with the legendary Hardcore Division, you held the title six times. What are some of your favourite memories from the Hardcore Division in WWF? You know, my favourite memories were you know, you
0: know, an opportunity to have uh,
1: you know, free free reign
0: creatively. Um, they pretty much. Uh, do whatever I wanted um, you know having that match with the broke dog in Worcester Massachusetts and the end of the top of snow was a defining moment uh, I'm Holly to this day people come and talk to me about you know about, you know, not just matches or moments that I've done in WWE, but, in, you know, throughout my career. Really. You know, when I was breaking in the business back in 1982, 84, 86, 87, and, you know, uh, bringing up things that happened
1: Uh, you also mentioned uh, Bob Paul fighting into the Mississippi River, you know, it's the middle of February, how quickly did the two of you regret that spot as soon as you were <laughs> out in the afternoon and it was a lot warmer <laughs> and I was walking around without a jacket but I didn't take into account that the water
0: temperature would be significantly colder than the air temperature and not to mention it was a lot deeper and the water was flowing a lot faster and was a lot more
1: disgusting than I could have ever imagined. Okay. So is that uh, incredibly gross? Yeah, pretty much instantly you it. I would say the minute that my head went under the water
0: <laughs> I was yeah. immediately regretting that idea.
1: Okay, and also one of your other memorable feuds is your feuds with your late great big boss man over the hardcore title and your beloved pet uh, pepper. How did that come about? How did the feud of a dog <laughs> come about?
0: Uh, I Russo so I watched a movie Son of Sam and then the character had was hearing voices from a Chihuahua, and uh, he I think there was an effort to, to try to do away with the head at that point. But then no, nobody ever came and directly told me, uh, and uh, you know they, they gave me the dog to replace that head, and they laid out the entire story, the, uh, what we call an angle, and uh, I insisted right from the start that you know we would need highly trained animals for every step of the way. and I was assured that we would have highly trained animals every step of the way, and um, we didn't have highly trained animals any step. <laughs> You know, in in entertainment, I mean, it's not a it's not a you know not a myth. It's not a you know it's been a long standing rule that you never work with children or
1: animals uh, simply because it's always dangerous. You can't control. Yeah, and we saw that during the infamous kennel from Hell match. The dogs were not interested in you, or big boss man.
0: Under a verbal command, and you needed them to be able to be highly trained. And when they were given an attack word, they needed to be on ready to attack. And what we got were, you know, multiple dogs from multiple owners. That, that one had some obedience, but that was it. And they were out there urinating, defecating, and fornicating.
1: So we can utilize them in any way, any fashion, and use. So, near the end of 1999, we sort of moved away from the hardcore division and into the tag division, uh, teaming with and then feuding with your good friend, Nick Foley. During this time, we also got a chance to work with the Rock. I was just wondering if you had any stories or fond memories from this angle, working with two possibly the greatest of all time? Well, I know
0: that at least one of them was the greatest of all time. I don't know about that second one. (laughs)
1: Is it maybe the, uh, uh,
0: know,
1: it was, it, the it, guy that's doing movies and has great good work, is really good looking, and the other one is kind of looks like a homeless guy and isn't doing movies? And, yeah, yeah, and is make, um, making books, making fun of you. Yeah. Okay. Um no, nothing positive to say about Mike Featured heavily in the early seasons of the show, Tough Enough. Uh, the show was pretty groundbreaking for the time. What were your thoughts on the show itself when you first got approached to do it? I
0: was, you know, excited and was happy to do it, and um, it turned out to be a marvelous opportunity and probably one of the things that I'm most proud of to be involved with in the wrestling business. It gave me an incredible amount of exposure to a mainstream audience, you know, uh, and I'm. Very fond of those days, and uh, wish they had never
1: ended. Hey, Was it during this time that you sort of got a passion for training? I had that before. I had to the all the open
0: school, for training. Plenty of people: uh, Truth Martini with Ring of Honor, Blue Meanie, Dan.
1: and uh, looking at some of the contestants that have gone quite far from the tough enough days what I like so John Morrison The Miz Ryback is there any names there that you're surprised they've done as well as they have
0: Um, Josh Matthews is still, uh, you know, a commentator. Was a commentator for years. Had a wonderful career with WWE, and you know, uh, now with Impact Wrestling. uh, Um, It was a great avenue or vehicle to build and expand the audience professional wrestling and draw in people that were following the uh, kids on the show and then wanted to follow them to Raw or SmackDown and see how they grew and developed. And, you know, I think that it's it's, uh, too bad that they, you know, have tried to reboot it a couple of times.
1: Able to recapture that magic uh, from the first several seasons and uh, being able to utilize it again for what it really has been. Uh, and before, before we move on to some questions about your CNA Impact Wrestling Day, uh, I have to ask, we touched on it during the intro, what were your thoughts on the whole action figure fiasco? because the controversy allowed, you know, for me to sell every action figure on the show. Yeah, for any of our listeners that aren't familiar with it, uh, a university state professor took time out of her day to complain that Al Snow's action figure came with a styrofoam head and, you know, just turned it into something else. It always seems to be the thing with wrestling in the mainstream media. It gets turned into something it's not. Like you said, opinion is the lowest form of human knowledge So we'll just kind of move on from that part there Uh, So, in TNA, you had a sort of similar role to your Tough Enough role Uh, You had a role as a trainer on British Boot Camp And you were a judge on the Gut Check During your time as Gut Check judge, you entered a feud with uh, Joey Ryan So, he's one of the biggest independent wrestlers in the world right now, Joey Ryan can I get your thoughts on him and that style of comedy wrestling that seems to have an audience at the minute?
0: When Joey came for the gut check in DNA, he took that opportunity, quite, which quite honestly was an opportunity, and he was not, you know, there were no plans for him to be hired, and utilized that, needed an opportunity out of it to where he got hired and got noticed, and has done so again, and that's what's led him to his popularity.
1: Uh, obviously ICW is our home base Being Glasgow bound um, You had a You had a bit of back and forth In British boot camp season 2 With um, with Scotland's own Grado. Uh, what are your thoughts on What are your thoughts on Gradle then And what are your thoughts on What Grado's done since You know, he's, he's found mainstream success here in the UK On the, the likes of TV uh, And theatre He's had a TNA run He's still one of ICW's top draws Have you kept up with what Brad has been up to?
0: By the end of the match, eight minutes later, he lost the match and everyone stood up and cheered for him as he left
1: the back. He just tends to be someone who just kinda helped but get behind it's just it's just a big rubber boy, as we call it in Scotland, a dafty a big rubber dafty. Plus he knows what works for him and why it
0: works for him and he
1: yeah. utilizes that for the best of his ability. Yeah. okay uh, so we finish up our interview just a bit. I just need to ask what's next for Anthony
0: Wrestling. I own OVW now Ohio Valley Wrestling And uh We have a big announcement Coming out this Saturday morning At WrestleCon On Wrestlemania weekend About the school I have uh, The Alston Wrestling Academies Throughout the UK And around the world Um uh, on
1: that channel Uh, in in addition to uh, all the other stuff that we have there okay sounds great that's a training in gentlemen. and so we'll just end it off the way we usually do just a wee bit of quick fire Rock or Austin? Uh, uh, both Triple H or Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels Uh, Brett or Oh, Favourite face of Foley One with the, the pillow over it Trying <laughs> to smother it Favourite European country You represented during The European Championship one
0: uh, Transylvania
1: And if you could have One last match uh, in the WWE Who would it be again uh, Probably whoever is the champion So that I can make the most money That's a good answer as any And that's a good <laughs> point to stop it on uh, Al, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you
0: very much. I really appreciate you
1: having me on, Rob. No, we really appreciate you being on. Uh, so you can find Al Snow at Real Al Snow on all social media platforms. You can find us at Super uh, Stay tuned for more massive interviews. We have interviews with the likes of TJP, James Storm, The Miz, Seth Rollins and much, much more. Many Scottish independent talents, such as Big Mark Dallas, Lionheart.